Hello, Line Click Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Line Click Thoughts Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Welcome back to another episode. I know it's been about a month since I've last posted, and I'm going to do a solo episode following up on kind of, you know, what's been going on the last month or so, um, views on the industry and all that. But long story short, I did have a death in the family. My grandmother unfortunately passed away last month. So I've just been spending time with fam, kind of refocusing on some stuff. And uh, yeah, just haven't been... uh, Truly active in the podcast space, but back to it now and ready for another episode. Uh, before we get into this, just a friendly reminder that I put out a weekly newsletter every Monday called Prep List Items. It's bits of information that I find and that I found over the almost four years of doing this that uh, I've really enjoyed collecting. And I just share it every week in a newsletter. You can go to linecookthoughts.com and put in your email to find to get that newsletter. And you'll find it at linecookthoughts.com. And basically, like I said, it's just information. It's not all food focused, but it's focused for anyone in the food industry. So I think you'll really enjoy it if you check it out and you do enjoy this page, this podcast, and this brand. All right, let's get into my guest today. My guest today is Dara Yu. Dara is a 21-year-old LA native chef. Her career started in the MasterChef Junior Kitchen at age 12, where she places runner-up in season one. Following her run on MasterChef Junior, she started stodging at restaurants to continue to perfect the craft of cooking. She spent time in kitchens such as AOC, Bouchon Bakery, Anissa, and Tasting Kitchen, as well as being a part of the opening team of Dominique Anzo Bakery LA at the age of 16. She continued her education at the Culinary Institute of America at Hyde Park, New York, where I also went, where she graduated with a high honors degree in baking and pastry arts. Most recently, she was named the youngest champion of season 12 of MasterChef Back to Win. Dara is a culinary instructor at the Gourmandie School of Sweets and Savories and an active member of the Los Angeles food community. She finds inspiration from her early childhood food memories, cooking with her Chinese New Zealander grandma, international trips to places like Italy and Japan, and her love for California's diverse food culture. And I really enjoyed this conversation with Dara. So much insight, you know, obviously uh, very like early in her career and has already done so, so much. And I just think it goes to show that, you know, there's not one path in starting your food career. I think Dara has really carved out a niche for herself. And I think it's very uh, fascinating, interesting, and impressive on how well she's done so far and kind of the path she's taken. So a lot of great insights into food media, competing on MasterChef, uh, just focus areas outside of, um, you know, food media in general, and just so much uh, great I think just insight into how you can start your career young and really uh, get off on the right foot. So Dara, thank you so much for coming on the show. All for information, Instagram, all that stuff will be in the description of this episode. So go check that out. And here's my interview with Dara Yu. One, we are recording. Dara, welcome to the show. If you'd like to start off by introducing yourself, that'd be great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Dara Yu, and uh, from Los Angeles, California. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> much more of an introduction, I guess. Uh, I just won um, season 12 of MasterChef, and I'm also a Culinary Institute of America uh, graduate. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into a lot of different things. One, first being, though, I've never been to LA. I've only been to San Francisco, and that was for the CIA semester away. What's LA like? Like, why do you like LA? First, I should ask, and then if you do like LA, why do you like LA? Yeah, I mean, I was born and raised here, uh, and so I, you know, it's. I think the kind of simple answer is, you know, you can't beat the weather. It's seventy-five and sunny majority of the time. If it drops below, you know, sixty degrees, everyone freaks out um, and gets their puffer jacket on. But 
I think for me, why I do really love LA is the diverse, just the diversity of cultures um, that, mm-hmm. you know, we have here and you can drive 20 minutes and get amazing Korean food or, you know, Persian food. And especially for someone who is so, you know, in the, it works in the industry. Um, I, I love that I can, you know, experience all of that within one city. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely need to get out there at some point. Just have never had the opportunity to. So, but I hear great things about the food scene. So you're from LA. What was food like for you growing up? Food for me, um, I think it was a very diverse, uh, kind of reflective of growing up in Los Angeles and being around different uh, neighborhoods and cultures. And, um, but I, I think at home, kind of the everyday meal um, was uh, Chinese food. Okay. And yeah. My, my, my family is Chinese, uh, but actually by, well, my mom, my mom's side uh, was raised and grew up in New Zealand and my father's side grew up or my father grew up in Canada so there's a lot of kind of global influences uh, throughout my whole life. And then growing up in LA, I think I was exposed to a lot of different cuisines and I was a very adventurous eater too. So okay. uh, yeah, like when I was five, I some I learned about escargot somehow. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like every restaurant I would go to, I would ask if they had escargot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that gives you a little insight into, you know, the kind of eater I was. From a young age <laughs> no that's pretty risky for a five-year-old i don't know that i would have been that daring i, don't know, I knew that it was snails mm. but i it just know, sounded I, fancy and yeah yeah <laughs> that's good was there um you know i i there's definitely a few dishes um that i craved from my childhood is there anything that kind of you had in your childhood that stuck with you that you just like miss or you make once in a while or um i think uh mapo tofu Uh, which yeah, I grew up eating. It was like one of my favorite meals. It was also my father's, uh, like favorite, my dad's favorite meal. Um, and so it reminds me of him and it's just, it's my comfort food. Okay. What makes this mapo tofu so good that you grew up with? Um, I think just, I mean the way, you know, there's nothing better than grandma or mom's cooking. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, it was probably my kind of introduction into spicy food and um, I love the spice of spice with it. And my mom would usually make it with pork. Um, but I think just the memories also kind of eating it all together with my sister and my mom and uh, you know, it, it, it's nothing fancy, you know, I, I think it's just, that was kind of our chicken noodle soup even, uh, yeah. which was very special. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I um for me it was my mom's chicken noodle soup. She makes great chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. Although now I always tell her she needs more salt. Um everything she cooks, she I always know. needs more salt. After you go to culinary school, you like <laughs> your palate is just like everything needs more salt. <laughs> yeah, she gets mad at me. Um but yeah, no, it's so interesting that like, you know, growing up in LA, those different flavors that you said your parents' connections to everything. What made you start wanting to become a person in the food industry? Yeah, I mean, I, I've always loved eating, um, and I think, <laughs> Me too. That, yeah, you know, I, I was always a very adventurous and just eater, and also um, loved being in the kitchen with my family, and 
uh, I grew up watching Food Network and cooking shows and uh, always was very fascinated with food. And yeah. I, I think I, I'm trying to think, I mean, I loved baking as well. I, I would watch, I would spend hours like watching YouTube videos on how to bake and stuff. And, um, and then I was on MasterChef Junior uh, when I was 12. And so okay. that was like, I went into that experience as cooking was just like, or baking and cooking was just like a hobby, um, something I, I enjoyed doing. And then after that experience, it was kind of like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life at 12 years old, which like, <laughs> but I've stuck with it. And um, what was that experience like? Oh, my dog says hi. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Will. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that experience, I mean, it was crazy. It was, you know, I was 12 years old and I had never really done anything like that before. Um, uh, it was definitely a, a, a new, a very weird kind of experience, learning experience. But uh, all my memories from that time, from Ashraf Junior, are very positive and just like all the fun that I had and on, on, on it. Yeah. Did you, like, how did you, like, how does someone get on MasterChef Junior? Yeah, well, I think, like, another thing that's kind of, like, unique about growing up in L.A. is you're kind of surrounded about, around a lot of kind of Hollywood stuff. And, and uh, my father, my, my mom, my mother, um, she was, like, worked in fashion and stuff, but she was doing, like, commercials on the side, just as, like, a side job kind of. And my stepfather is also an actor, and so they were a part of this website uh, where they would, it's called like backstage.com and they would post all the like, uh, casting calls, like, you know, shows, casting, they, whatever they would post it on there. And so they saw this like kids cooking show and, uh, and then that's how we I ended up going through the audition process and eventually getting picked for the show. Okay. And how did you do on at like on the master chef junior? Uh, I, w- I I was runner up, so okay. Well. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. What did you have to like? I just like like for me like cooking is so involved, and I couldn't imagine at twelve like I could do something like that. So what was kind of like going through your like? What did you have to cook, and did you like? Yeah. How well, did you was... manage that at twelve? I mean, it's just like it's a lot, right? It is. Yeah. I mean, I still I'm still wonder how I. <laughs> got through and did the whole, that whole process but uh i mean it was so the preface of the show you know it the first season was only eight episodes and so we started with like 24 kids it got cut down to 12 and then from there every week two kids were eliminated mm-hmm. um but and we had like yeah we did these like the mystery box challenges we did a restaurant takeover and we like did we took over Drago Centro, which is a pretty well like established restaurant in LA, and mm-hmm. uh, and I had done I did things and made things that I didn't even you know or even not have, I accomplished like getting through the challenges, which I never even thought I would be able to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I I was just having fun with it, and I think I also like I was a competitive swimmer growing up, and so I think I have that competitive nature in me. Okay, uh, but there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you don't see on TV. Also, that you know, kind of helps contribute to the success of everything. 
Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's, I, I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and whatnot, but um, it's cool to kind of hear like, you know, you had that experience at 12 and it was kind of just like this cool opportunity that you got. So mm-hmm. that, um, thank you for sharing that. I know you went to CIA. I went to the CIA. Any favorite chefs, instructors that you remember? First off, I guess, who did you have for fundamentals? So I actually did baking and pastry. So okay. I'm a BMP student. All right. <laughs> but I but I also was uh, involved with like a lot of the savory. I worked for the marketing department. So through okay. that, I did a lot of content with them. And so through that, I kind of uh, made connections with a lot of the culinary chefs as well. But mm-hmm. so for baking, for baking fundamentals, I had uh, Chef McCarrick. Okay. Who, uh, he does fundamentals as well as the breads classes. Uh, and he, I think he does the baking for culinarians class too sometimes. Uh, mm. But, and then I know I'm trying to think, I mean, yeah, definitely he had a huge impact on my time at CIA. He, yeah. I had him for three classes. So, uh, and I'm trying to think, I mean, I love Chef Chang. She's like, <laughs> such, and I'm so sad. She's leaving. Yeah. She's I mean, retiring she's like, now. Yeah. She's retiring. I know at her last, she actually is in her last uh, class right now, but yeah. Uh, she was, yeah, always great in it. You know, for me, it was always great to see the female chefs um, because it's definitely, you know, there's a, there's a lot of male energy at the school. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite, I mean, Chef Chang's badass. I mean, especially yeah. the whole breaking down of the chicken. It's like, you won't see anyone yeah, do it faster. A video, <laughs> the video, the TikTok and the reel of her breaking down the chicken. I made that video. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, they her Instagram and stuff, but isn't it crazy? It's it's nuts how fast she can do it, and well, job on well, like good job on the video. Also, <laughs> Chef I I had Chef Eisenhower, um, and she was like just no bullshit. Like you're getting your work done. There's no, like yeah. you're not gonna. And she even went to the point where you know we, everyone says like hey guys, and she was like in the kitchen, she's like you're not. No one says hey, we say hey team, or we say like hey everyone, and she was just yeah. like this is how it's gonna be. And she was great. I love like she was awesome. I I truly loved her class. Um, but yeah, no, I I think it's cool that uh, you know, you got to experience it. CIA is definitely interesting, and I know like like some people are like, oh, you don't need to go go to culinary school. Or, but for me personally, just the opportunity to go out of Buffalo, New York, and travel mm-hmm. there and get to experience and meet new people and open up my worldview and mindset. Like I loved it, and I love the experience I had, and I think it's like just a tremendous uh, opportunity if you're able to do it. So yeah, I mean, definitely, I uh, it's it was a big question, you know, I mean, I went to the New York campus and I'm from LA and it was always kind of, especially since I've been working in the industry for a while, you know, for a while, like it was this big question of, should I go to culinary school or should I just work? And uh, Mm. I'm really, you know, I'm really grateful that I went. I think that all the chefs that I had there, you know, I think it's, even if I, if I had already knew a skill or knew how to make something, every chef had a different perspective. Um, or, you know, way to do it. And I think all of that, it was super valuable, but I think the most important kind of thing that I took away from CIA was the connections and the relationships that I made with industry. Uh, and that's, you know, obviously like that network once you're in with CIA, that network, um, is really special and important. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so too. I think the network and just like the people I talk to nowadays and the friends I've made, like all my friends that I have now are from college. And yeah, it's, uh, it's like, it's just like you find your people there because everyone loves cooking in some way. Um, I, before we get into MasterChef, I, like your win, I'd love to kind of know more about your social media. I mean, you have such a good following on Instagram and 
obviously like you worked in marketing when like what do you like about food media and when did you start like what made you get into it yeah i mean uh i think just i grew up in the age of social media you know like instagram came about when i was in like elementary school Mm -hmm. and like i and then with the show and everything i think what i love about um I mean it's I actually have a love hate relationship with it. I feel like yeah. I kind of I think me uh, and a lot of people can relate that like sometimes I just wish that Instagram would be go back to when we everyone first started where you would just post a photo of you like at the beach and be like, you know, live laugh love. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. And now everything kind of feels like it has to be edited and lighted right and curated mm-hmm. and but I think in terms of using it kind of as a platform, uh, it's it's a great way to promote um, yourself, your brand, but also things that you're passionate about, uh, and use it as you know, use it as in an in an impactful, positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely you know, I, yeah, I with MasterChef and with food media and everything, it's obviously puts you kind of into the spotlight. Mm. Um, and so kind of navigating all that, but yeah, I mean, I did, I did my ex, my externship actually, I was supposed to go to Munchies. Um, and so I knew that I wanted to do my externship in food media and I've yeah. been, but I was supposed to do it at Munchies. Um, but then the pandemic happened. And so I ended up, I was the first, uh, extern for the CIA marketing and I did all the restaurant marketing last summer. Um, okay. Uh, and it was really great because I think what I also loved about my time at CIA was I was kind of, I had experience, I gained experience in different parts of the industry or different, you know, jobs that maybe I hadn't thought that I wanted to try or do. Um, and so working in media or in, you know, the marketing side and, seeing how important it is and in terms of the business of restaurants and the industry was really useful uh i think nowadays it's just like you know you have to be smart about your about with your brand too especially if that's as a chef or whatever you're trying to do in the industry yeah no I, i definitely agree um yeah just and what you said about it's kind of interesting because you, you were like that you said you're the first extern for marketing a couple episodes ago from when people hear this dylan leary who's a friend of the show he's oh, the yeah. first he he was the first extern for farming so it's yeah. we got a trend here on the show of like <laughs> uh new extern um voyagers that's cool though so going into and i, I do want to shout out your instagram uh i want to make sure i got the handle right it's yeah. food for you uh you spell y-u so make sure you go check that out i'll put it in the instagram i'll put it in the notes and i'm sure i'll share it everywhere but go yeah like looking at your instagram i think it's super cool you have pictures of food yourself obviously the master chef stuff and it's just like a really cool blend of like who you are and it's not like too food focused but it's not too like i I really just enjoy the blend you have and then everything on there is such good quality like even just like some of the like you have a picture here of like a farmer's market they said eat the rainbow and like even stuff like that i just think it's super cool so i I really really do like the work you do on instagram of course thank you i appreciate that it's i'm I'm definitely not as consistent as it should be um Mm. but it's uh yeah definitely uh you know it it takes a lot of work too to run uh 
to be on social media. Are you finding that you, and I, just so you know, I switched from from video to audio only just because of the connection. Um, do you find, are you trying to engage a lot on Instagram? Like, do you find yourself trying to engage with comments and stuff like that? Or how, how what's that balance like? Yeah, I mean, I, I try my best to like, to get, engage with comments, reply and, um, but, and also with DMs too. I, I mean, I, ever, since the show, it's been crazy. Like since the finale happened two weeks ago, I, I've gained about 40,000 or sorry, 20,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, there's been this influx of like DMs and everything. And so trying my best to get through them. But I think that's another thing about with social media is I, it's social media, you know, it's socializing, <laughs> like you should be able to, um, it shouldn't just be like posting, you know, about your life and, and not interacting with anyone about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and also I, you know, I think I, it's, it's an interesting kind of platform. I think Instagram and now with TikTok and everything, because um, just how algorithms work and everything, it's, it's such a game. It really is a game. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I totally understand the game aspect of it. I mean, running an Instagram myself, I've definitely noticed organic reach go down and all that, but um, you know, I mean, I think it's, you know, you focus on your content and whatnot. And I, I don't really get caught up in like the, you know how much it goes but like it, it is cool like, it is cool like you have you know, definitely an aesthetic and i think it's cool that you follow that on your on your page so going into master chef obviously one of the biggest questions is what is it like to be face to face with gordon ramsay <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh you know that's the biggest question i get i it's terrifying at times but he is also the most supportive um kind of person I really met in this industry uh he you know that whole kind of tv health kitchen persona mm. I mean it's true like when when he's in a like during the restaurant takeovers or like the team challenges where he's like out in the field challenges if if he's like expediting or he's the one in the kitchen kind of making sure everything's running like he gets he did like you know i mean i i always i I say that you know he's putting his name on the line Mm um so he is making sure that it is up to his quality and so uh and especially in the in it's you know it's tricky with tv shows because it's like we're being thrown into these situations that we haven't even really prepared for trained for um so it makes for good tv but outside of the kitchen or even you know just as a judge he is really supportive and wants to see you succeed and uh and has is an really really kind so that's good to know yeah Yeah. i mean (laughs) obviously there's like the tv persona but i've also you know it's cool to hear that and is there anything that surprised you about any other judges you met um in your time like in terms of like I mean, I don't know. Did you get to see any of them really cook or like what, is there anything that just stood out from all like the quote unquote celebrity chefs that you got to um, interact with? Yeah. I mean, on the show, I think like Gordon, Gordon is the only one who really did like cooking demos or anything on the show. I mean, the other judges on my original season, it was Gordon Ramsay, Joe Bastianich and Graham Elliott. Uh, And then this past season, it was Joe Gordon and Arun Sanchez. 
Um, and I had grown up watching Aron and on uh, Chopped, you know, be a judge on Chopped and everything. And so that was really cool. I mean, it definitely with the MasterChef brand, it definitely is a little bit of the Gordon show. Mm. Uh, but I, I'm trying to think of like anything. I mean, they, I, they're all really kind, you know, and and yeah. and. They they want they want to see you succeed and want to see you do well and obviously a lot of the comments sometimes that are made are maybe a little dr- dramatic but um they yeah it's they're all really nice. Good good. <laughs> so if you could kind of walk through for maybe someone who has never seen Master Chef like walk could you walk through kind of the process or what's like a snapshot mm-hmm. of your journey from going from starting to kind of you know winning the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah so Master Chef traditionally is an well MasterChef adult like the MasterChef brand um is the the preface of the show is that it's home cooks coming into this competition uh and uh you know go goes they we go through uh mystery box challenges where we're given you know kind of chop style like we're in you just tree um we do team challenges where like uh, some of the team challenges like we did one where we had to cook for 150 coast guard uh officers and cook at a rodeo so things like that um mm-hmm. restaurant overs things like that it's just you know kind of a fun weird challenges um and when i was on juniors that was like master chef juniors you know obviously it's just like bringing kids into that kind of uh competition but this past season uh that i won was um called back to win so it was an all-star season Mm. and so it was a little different because they brought back uh 40 past contestants okay mostly how all of them have had industry experience since their season um so it was a different level of uh skill like a different skill level this season um but yeah some of the challenges we did yeah the coast guard one uh we had like a gas station snack challenge we did uh top six we took over spago uh with wolfgang puck and nice it's kind of these like crazy, like not real life challenges that you would never <laughs> really think of, you know, but it's just like, yeah. you're to it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I had a great experience. I think going back in, it was, I was the youngest. Well, there was another MasterChef junior contestant, Shane, who made it in the top 20. Uh, mm. But I, I was the youngest, like after he was eliminated. Um, and I think, you know, people, I always get the question of like, oh, well, were you intimidated by being the youngest contestant or whatever? And I, it's funny because it's like, I've always been the baby in the kitchen. I yeah. on the opening team of Dominique Enzel Bakery LA and I was, when I was 16 and like, I've been working in restaurants and oh, since I was 15, like I've always been the baby. And uh, also since the other contestants on this past season were you know, home cooks, and some of them were from seasons that only aired within the, like, last four or five years, you know, even if they have industry experience after their season, they were still home ex- home cooks uh, before that, and so my, on an experience level, I, you know, maybe somewhat, I had double the industry experience as some of the contestants who are double my age, so, mm-hmm. 
you know, it was very interesting. And I felt like I was had to kind of prove myself throughout the competition. But uh, I say, I mean, it paid off. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. What did what was the last challenge for you? Or what was like the winning dish for you? Um, so the finale was, um, it's like a three course meal. So mm-hmm. there's an appetizer round, an entree round, and a, a dessert round. Um, and there was three of us in the finale. It was me and then uh, two guys. Uh, and what did I? So for my appetizer, I did a crispy skin uh, red snapper with a miso bernays sauce, and then I did a grilled uh, and pickled white asparagus. Um, oh my gosh, I'm like blanking on the okay. other aspects of it. Uh, but I was inspired by um, a Japanese kind of a Japanese breakfast. Um, okay. Then my entree was uh, Chinese style short ribs with a whipped uh, Japanese sweet potato, spiced carrots, and uh, carrot topped gremolata. Nice. And then my dessert was uh, I took kind of the uh, a pavlova um, and kind of combined with uh, il flotante, which is a very traditional French dessert. Okay. Uh, that's meringue a boiled meringue in creme anglaise um and so i kind of took that concept and i i did a passion fruit creme anglaise with a bunch of um tropical fruit that i i compressed apples and passion fruit syrup and and did a forbid a black forbidden rice uh crumb um kind of crumble and then uh i made i baked these meringues kind of like a pavlova and then i dipped that that meringue in liquid nitrogen Mm-hmm. So it formed uh, kind of this crust so that when the judges hit it, it shattered. So yeah, that, that was my, that was my meal. <laughs> Something nice and simple. Yeah. Super simple. Um, <laughs> you know, made it super easy for myself. <laughs> what uh, did you, I mean, obviously with any competition, um, there's like that stress of actually competing. Are there any techniques i know on your instagram you mentioned deep breathing (laughs) but are there any techniques or skill sets that you think you've honed that allow you to manage in like these high stress situations yeah i mean i think one thing that being at cia really kind of helped me going into the competition was just time management and organization Mm. and knees and plugs you know uh i felt i when i was when I felt like my time management was off or I wasn't organized or had things, my knees and paws set, that's when I started getting really stressed out. Um, but if I had a good handle on it and I, you know, ha- all those things were in place, then it was really great. It, or, you know, then it went pretty smoothly. Um, and I think that's wh- where I maybe excelled a little bit more than some of the other contestants who hadn't maybe worked in restaurants or had that those skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the heavy breathing, the breathe, you know, <laughs> the self encouragement. I-, I talked myself through a lot of the stress and challenge of it all. <laughs> what does that look like? Can you give an example of like a time where you had to be like, "Dara, you got this." Um. I mean, literally every challenge. It's so fun if you go back and watch this season. You'll hear like they'll take audio bits. Like you sometimes even they. I won't be on the screen. It'll be just be you know a shot of whatever, and you'll hear like you got this. Like you're okay, or like whatever. And it's mm-hmm. me. Like that's me. <laughs> actually, one time it was funny. The the producers uh, 
they uh, called me and, or they, after, after we shot the episode, they, they were like, yeah, we kept hearing this like heavy breathing and like, and my story producer was like on the mic, on her, on her mic and was like, yeah, it's just Dara breathing. Like, don't worry. (laughs) He's fine. Uh, But I think, you know, when I would get, I, I get very, I get into the, my zone when I'm in the kitchen and Mm -hmm. especially under time crunch and, and under pressure, uh, I kind of just get into that work mode and put on the blinders and, um, yeah, I mean, I just breathing myself through it and then just, yeah, words of encouragement and, uh, talking myself kind of through the process too. I'm sure like when I had to work next to someone at our station, like they probably thought I was crazy. Cause I would be like literally talking to myself the whole time. <laughs> That's awesome. I do the same thing just so you know, when I'm working, I'm always like, yeah. all right, all right. I'm, I don't know if it's more so like self-encouragement. I'm like, Ray, like don't mess this up and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's fine. I, I recommend everyone, you know, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, you win the competition, obviously a lot of attention, a lot of joy, a lot of like, you know, you've made, you've done this, you've achieved this thing. Um, what, like, what are your, were your thoughts a few days after? Like, I know some people like they'll compete in something and they'll be kind of sad it's over. Like, how did you feel once it was over? Were you kind of relieved well, or were you like, dang, like I had something I was working for and now I have to like yeah. find something else? Oh, well, it's kind of crazy. So we filmed the show October and November of 2021. Oh, wow. And the okay. show didn't air until May of 2022. And the finale didn't air until two weeks ago, as of, you know, mid September. So I had, I, had one mm-hmm. and had to wait 10 months before the finale <laughs> aired. so wow. i had this giant secret for 10 months we couldn't talk about it uh and so it was i it's such a high high in my life when i when it happened in real life or mm-hmm. you know when uh, originally and it there is i think a little bit of that kind of like come down from it all and i had that pressure of kind of having to keep it a secret, but also knowing this big accomplishment and then trying to figure out what I was going to do with it and everything. And um, so it, it was, it, it's been, an, you know, it's been a, it's, it's been an interesting 10 months um, of kind of figuring out what's next. And I turned 21 in that. And so, you know, I'm now at this point where I'm really happy that it's public knowledge and I can talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, kind of finally figure out or, or finally put all of these like thoughts and, and, and goals into play. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I, I, I want to, well, first, obviously congrats on winning. I do want to ask kind of what's next for you. I mean, obviously we had mentioned before getting on the mic, the microphone that uh, you went to the CIA, obviously you had COVID. So that mm-hmm. kind of screwed a little things up. And then obviously this competition. So all that is kind of finished. What are you working on now? And what can we expect out of you the next year or so? Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, I, the sky's the limit, right? I, I think mm-hmm. uh, when I was at, I graduated August 12th from CIA and I was uh, planning, I, I was supposed to move into my dorm at Cornell August 20th. <laughs> and I got the email about MasterChef like August 16th. So, you know, if you had asked me a a year, you know, last August, you know, oh, what are you going to be doing in a year? 
it was like I would be like oh I, I, I'm a student at Cornell um you know <laughs> and so to see how much has changed and how drastically different that path has gone um I you know I leaves a lot kind of open for me and I think just kind of wanting to ride the wave of everything but there are a lot of things that I am working on right now um I definitely want to dive deep into uh kind of collaborating with chefs in LA and doing pop-ups um and really finding my voice in food I think you know what people don't realize is like I'm 21 like it (laughs) takes it takes years decades for chefs to you know find find their their style and and their you know their voice in food and so I'm still learning and growing and um want to continue to build those relationships within the industry um but I am you know I also I think have that unique perspective of also the, the in being in the industry but also the media side of it and so um working on some projects that um, will possibly be, uh, you know, out in the media world of things, because um, mm-hmm. I do love that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot happening right now, and I think, and I'm I'm in the process right now of kind of uh, picking the starting, you know, or picking the starting point. So, you know, there'll be a lot, and I am sure if you ask me in next week, things will totally you know change and be different than what i'm working on but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll be in the industry and i it's i i love the industry um it's been very welcoming to me and um kind of raised me uh <laughs> so you know giving back in 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 some way uh as well yeah totally how what are you kind of interested in in terms of like, is there, a, like, a chef you look up to? Is it more so food media? Because I feel like a lot of people now, like, like yourself, that are in the food slash food media space, like, when I went to college, obviously, I looked up to, like, Grant Atkins and all these people, and mm-hmm. I still look up to some of them in some regard, yeah. but I definitely find a lot of uh, inspiration from people in food media, those running businesses outside of restaurants. Do you have any people that you're kind of, look like, look to in terms of the career and, like, kind of what they've had? Yeah, I think like some, I mean, there's so many, yeah, when I was at school, you know, I, I, I looked at, I mean, I was in pastry, so there's a ton of pastry chefs, but, mm-hmm. um, and I like, worked with Dominique Enzel for years and, and he was, has always, and will always be a, a huge inspiration to me. Um, Dominique Crenn has, you know, always and will forever be an inspiration to me. Um, I think right now kind of the most you know, the, the person who maybe is like, set, you know, setting the model or whatever is Christian Kish. I really um, mm. look up to her and what she's doing. You know, she has a restaurant and she, she has a really interesting story and background, but um, she's also kind of killing it in the media world and expanding yeah. her kind of audience and her perspective outside of just food. And she has a travel show and she's, you know, so I would, love to be able to kind of do some bring my career in kind of similar ways to hers yeah um trying to think who else i mean yeah she's super savvy uh she's got obviously her restaurant she makes delicious food but i've also noticed like how she's branched out into media and uh, cpg and all these different business outlets and i think it's like super cool what she's doing yeah no definitely i mean that's the thing that it's like i feel like 
a few years ago, like when you would go into culinary school, it was like, okay, you go to culinary school and then you go and you work in a restaurant, you work your way up in, in the restaurant, you know, like that, mm. that was the path. Um, and I think now there's so many different pathways that you can take as a, as a person in the industry. Um, so, you know, it, it's, I encourage people to, you know, if, if, if they have passions outside of food, you know, find a way that you can balance and do it to, or do it together. Um, because there's so many kind of cool, unique ways to, um, to do, to do all of that now, especially mm -hmm. if there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's crazy. I, I share that. And I share that on the podcast a lot. I'm actually, by the time this is out, I've, I'll have put out a podcast that is my advice to anyone in culinary school. And basically, mm -hmm. it's this idea, like when I went in, I was so, 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 so um, dead set on owning my own restaurant, getting three Michelin yeah. stars, you know, like everyone goes exactly. in there and wants, you know, the basic, the easy path in life. And but I came to realize, not even like in school, but after school, when I was trying to like figure it all out, post-graduation, I had a six-month window where... I line cooked back in Buffalo, New York, where I'm from. And I went to New York and I went to Chicago stage. I realized it wasn't really for me. And I realized that there's so much more out there I could do. So I went into food business management. Then I got into uh, CPG world with like product development and all these different things. And I love what I'm doing now. But if I never like just took the time to look out and branch out. And I think anyone looking at your story and listening to this could see the same thing. Like, you know, you had that cool experience at 12. You went into the industry, you worked, but you still hold on to like these things outside of the you know, the restaurant industry yeah, that, definitely. that bring like value to your life and to the people around you. So I think that's super cool. Thank you. Yeah. I it's, we're all, you know, I mean, I, I'm 21. I, I don't know how old you are, but you know, it's, it's a very cool uh, place to be in the industry right now. Um, as a young, as a young professional, yeah, uh, see it kind of shift and change but also have some incredible people you know setting the groundwork for it all yeah definitely i'm uh i am 25 so four years ahead of you uh <laughs> i was very young when i started managing restaurants i actually got in a great opportunity and was able to manage for a group um and so i was 21 when i became executive chef or kitchen manager whatever you want to call it and yeah i you know not on the scale of winning master chef but can totally re relate to being 21 and kind of it's like you know you you know where you know your skill sets you know there's room to grow but i think it's you know you, you don't have to also you can just do well and be successful and you know try your hardest and like age yeah. is truly just a number and like it shouldn't be a limiting factor on where you can go and i think you've definitely proven that out so thank you so much yeah it's uh something i yeah i i take pride in um but also don't let I don't let my age discourage me from you know going out and doing doing whatever my heart desires <laughs> no you shouldn't life is short um so you know it's a cliche thing to say but it's so so true well, all right so I if you would like to just like share any like plugs like where people can follow you on Instagram yeah. any websites anything you're involved in that you want to share now would be the time yeah um so my kind of main platform right now is through Instagram. Um, you can find me at food for you, um, spelled Y U. Uh, I am on TikTok as well under that same username. Uh, and I'm on Facebook uh, and Twitter under chef Dariu. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, big things coming. So I'm excited to 
continue, excuse me, continue to share all of that um, with everyone and uh, see where, you know, see where life takes me. <laughs> yeah, well, excited to see you keep crushing it, obviously doing a ton. And yeah, just really, you know, inspiring to see the work you've been putting in. So uh, thanks for coming on the show. I like to end every interview the same way. So I call my audience the Line Cook Nation. It's a group of chefs, cooks, people in the food world that want to grow with each other, connect, and get inspired by everyone else's stories and just sharing people in the industry that um, are doing cool things. Now that you've been on the podcast, what does it mean for you to talk to an audience of that uh, range of depth of people? Um, You know, I think that's a good question. Um, I think the as I've gotten older and worked more in the industry, you know, I've, I've seen the importance of respect and the community mm-hmm. of working in the food industry. And I think that it's really important to um, share your stories and share your experiences in the industry, because sometimes it can feel a little bit um, isolating and, or I, you know, you can feel isolated within the industry. And uh, I think connecting with other professionals and, is really important to you know possibly find someone you know or or inspire someone or find someone that could you know help you along your journey as well um yeah i think that's awesome (laughs) glad to be a part of the line of 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 the nation (laughs) (laughs) thank you cool well thank you so much dara for coming on the show and um yeah it's really a pleasure chatting with you and uh yeah, we will definitely, hopefully, see you in a few years doing cooler yeah. things. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh- so there you have my interview with Dara Yu. Dara, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Please go check out her work using the description below in the podcast notes also thank you all for listening to another week of the show just a friendly reminder that prep list items my newsletter comes out every monday you can go to linecookthoughts.com to subscribe thank you all so much for listening it feels good to be back sorry for the past month that i've missed and i will catch up with you all soon and see you on the next line cook thoughts podcast